Welcome to the She Who Wins podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bauer. I'm an attorney, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and investor. This is the place where we dive into all of the things that matter to you, and most importantly, uncover what's holding you back from realizing your dreams. Because she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins. Did you ever wish you had answers to questions about your life, love, career, and future? Well, I just might have the solution. I've been a tarot card enthusiast my entire life, but I've always hated the scammy feel of pay-by-the-minute readings. Well, the tarot bridge is something entirely different. You can get tarot card readings with integrity from trusted advisors providing life guidance. Everything from love, career, family, relationship, finance, past life, and so much more. All of the readers are fully vetted for their experience and integrity. And there's a community in the Tarot Bridge that brings together like-minded spiritual seekers. You might just find me there too. Go check it out at thetarotbridge.com. All of the answers you are seeking are on the other side of the Tarot Bridge. Now let's get back to our show. I'm guessing that if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a high achiever. Well, this episode is just for you. My guest is Dr. Jennifer Blossom, who is a board-certified occupational therapist and peak performance trainer who helps high achievers merge the power of neuroscience and leadership skills to stay mentally sharp and emotionally resilient while advancing personal and professional goals. She's the creator of Neuro5x, a globally recognized training program building emotionally resilient individuals and organizations from the inside out. She's the host of the top-rated iTunes podcast, The Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show, with over 700,000 downloads. And she is a nationally sought-after speaker and has been on television such as Fox News, The Connect Network, and so much more. So she's also a friend of mine, so I'm really excited to bring this high-achieving woman to the podcast. So let's tune in. Jennifer, I'm so excited that we finally get to do this. So we oh. met, what, we met back in October at an event. Yes. Yes. And it was immediately, I was like, oh my God, I love this woman. I love her energy. I love everything that she's all about. And here we are. It's a long time coming. So welcome. It was a long time coming and it was totally your yellow leopard dress. And I was like, mm, I want her. I want to be your friend. <laughs> I'm about you. It was just totally meant to be and just, uh Yes. Like you said, the conversations, our, our mindset, our energy is so aligned and it's going to be such a great conversation. So thank you. For- I, I love, I love how women do that. We're like, Ooh, I like her outfit. We're going to be best friends. <laughs> it's so easy. And your hair was to the side. And I was like, oh, I like her. She's so sassy. I like her so much. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's do this. We're talking about being a high achieving, high performer, yeah. Everyone who listens to this podcast is probably a high achiever to some extent. This is what you've dedicated your work to. So let's just start with like, what, how do you define someone who's a high achiever? You know what, Renee, to me, it is somebody who is just going full after what their life's work is and, and not taking no for an answer. And so it's just totally stepping into the alignment of who we are called to be and fearlessly pursuing that. And having that mental agility and the mental mindset to go after it no matter what. Ah, okay. All right. So 
let's just talk about like, that's all really cool. Right. But there's a downside to being a high achiever. (laughs) And it is like the ugly truth of it. And that's what like, I want to talk about today is, is, you know, we, people look at social media and you put it out in the world and it's like, oh, they're just like, they're going for it and they're doing all the things and they're so lucky and all of this stuff. But let's talk about the flip side of being a high achiever and what that actually can do to you physically, mentally, emotionally, and and all of that. What have you seen? Well, first, how did you get into this work? Let's start there. Well, right. It's like the ugly truth, right? It's like the the double-edged sword. Like it looks glamorous on social media. And if you don't have your mindset right behind the scenes, it can literally suck the life out of you. And that's where I was. So I grew up in Alaska, uh, born and raised, just grew up in this family of entrepreneurs. So my my dad and uncle and grandpa, they were um, just small town, like Alaska pilots and built commercial buildings. And we were on the job sites at 14, painting and sweeping and all things. So it was like totally born into this entrepreneurial spirit and saw what success was modeled like in business and life and, and just really grew up with it in my blood. And then as I stepped out into my own you know story and my own life and ventured into grad school and pre-med and all the things, I got bit by the bug of performance pressure. And I had all these external pressures from society and from grad school and all these things. And and all of a sudden I I got struck with this massive season of anxiety and panic attacks and fear to the point where it just crippled me. I mean, I had these panic attacks where I thought I was having a heart attack. And I remember one, one point specifically, I was laying down in my apartment in Boise, Idaho, and I had 911 dialed on my phone because the, the, it felt literally like a heart attack. And I was so embarrassed because I was 20, I don't know, 20, 21 years of age. And I, I couldn't hit send because I didn't want the firefighters to come to the apartment. And so I was like, I'm just going to die here on the floor and no one's going to know. I mean, that didn't happen clearly, but I was like, wow, this isn't, this isn't okay. And so that kind of spiraled into, um, you know, into pregnancy and postpartum and just really snowballed into this season of to the point where I couldn't even leave our house. And I I knew I had all of these gifts to give to the world and to share. And I was so bogged down with anxiety and fear that I, I was paralyzed. I couldn't live my life. And that's like the really short version of it. But in that moment, you know, my story is gripped by anxiety and fear. And our listeners' story might be gripped with depression or anxiety or self-doubt or self-sabotage or insert your self-talk issue, struggle, whatever here. And in that moment, I realized, you know, like we, we had moved to Washington state from Alaska, my husband and our two boys, and we, we left everything. We left our families. We left our support system. We had nobody but ourselves. And that's when I really hit my rock bottom. And I had all of these external successes happening. Like we launched a private practice and my online practice was picking up and it was just, everything was exploding and I couldn't move forward. And so I looked the part on the outside and on the inside, nobody knew I was suffering. And so it was in that moment, I realized, wow, like this is the trap of high achievers is with, without these tools, we can't share our gifts and sh- and share that impact. And it's freaking miserable. And no one knows, like we're suffering in silence. And so that was really the pinnacle, Renee, of like, all right, I got to fin- figure out this like mental game so I can step out and really expand this. And that's what happened. So I did the work still doing the work, everything just magnified when I realized that, oh my gosh, I can actually feel again. And then this work of high achievers of stepping in, like helping them step into their truth and their power and their alignment while doing the inner work has just 
been mind blowing and, and just life altering. I think you said something really interesting and it was, you talked about like depression and self-doubt and anxiety and fear. Those are all traits. Like people think that if you're a high achiever, you don't have those things, right? Like you're the go-getter, you're confident and it's all good. It's like the people who aren't necessarily the high self, you know, defined high achieving that, that they're like, I'm the one, I don't have the self-confidence and stuff, but high achievers have all of that imposter syndrome, all of that too. Right. And we don't talk about it enough. I think we just look at the, the, the shiny, like amazing accomplishments we see on social media. And we're like, we don't talk about the struggle behind, behind that. Right. And that is exactly why I'm breaking down this ice because I've realized that it's the silent struggle. We don't talk about it. It's not, it's not quote unquote normalized because we're supposed, right. We, why would we feel those things? Because externally we have all the things, right? We have the car, we have the house, we have the relationships, we have the vacations, we have all of these things and we still feel this way. So yeah, like we're human. And that's why these inner tools are so important or else we're just in this constant cycle. And then we have the extra pressure of like, oh my gosh, I, sh- I shouldn't be feeling this way because yeah. I have these things. So why am I feeling this is this cycle over and over and over yeah. and over? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I, so I'm a high achiever mm-hmm. and I will definitely go through seasons where the hustle feels so hard and so yes. forced and the burnout is so real. Yeah. And it's like, you have a moment and I'm like, why am I doing this? And then it's like, <laughs> I can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I yeah. can't stop. So, all right. So then what, what tools do you have? What's in the toolbox for someone who is a high achiever? How do they balance all of this out? Yeah. The first step, the, the very first tool that I walk clients through is that we have to have self-awareness. And that sounds so like Google-ish, <laughs> like it sounds yeah. so basic, but really we, we cannot change what we don't know. And so if we don't even have the recognition of, Hey, I'm feeling X, Y, Z. How can we even begin to change it? Because like to what you were saying, Renee, we're so, we're so quick to just cover up and just to keep going. And then, and then we uh, unconsciously, we buffer with feelings with, with alcohol, with shopping, with, with um, parties, with going out in the town, with social media, with food, with enter your buffer here where we don't want to feel. And so the very first step that I always take clients through is what is your baseline right now? And it's usually very, um, we can be very judgy on ourselves, but I, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, let's just, let's open the door to this room. It's like a big black room and let's turn the light on and take a look at everything and our, everything in our mind. And our, our quick response is, nope, turning off that light, closing the door, not paying attention. But when we can really get raw and honest and curious and compassionate with ourselves and not judgmental, because there's probably years of this that we haven't looked at or nurtured or worked through. And we're able to almost do this massive brain dump of this is how I'm feeling. We can get it all out on paper right now, guys too. And I feel like guys can be so tricky because it's like they have feelings too. Like they're humans too. And so men or women, like wherever you're at, being able to first literally get that notebook out and write down, these are all the feels I'm feeling right now. And that is our very first step. Because once we can get all those thoughts out of our head and onto paper, then we're able to take a take a look and look at this big ball of thoughts and slowly 
individually unwrap them one by one by one. And we can choose one to work on and work through. And that's how we begin the process. And I think to that, to that point, it's so important to know that this change isn't overnight. I mean, this change can take years, it can take months, and that's not a problem. But most people want to feel better immediately. Yeah. And it doesn't happen that way. It's it's a it's a it's a process, it's the journey that we work through. So how long does it take someone to get from that place of overwhelm and burnout if they're really doing the work? Like, what have you seen on how quickly that change can happen? Right. That's the question. And my answer is always, I don't know, because every single person is different. Every single person has a different story. They could have stickier thoughts. They could have a stickier past. They could be in a season. And so that's always the question people ask is, how long is this going to take me? (laughs) We want to get shit done. It's on our list. (laughs) I don't want to do this for a year and a half. And it was awful. And also the most beautiful journey. And so that would because that is like the biggest question is how long is it going to take me? And, so, and my answer is always however long it needs to. And yeah. that's the whole point of this is that we can't rush the process because if we rush the process, it's just like putting a bandaid on a bullet hole and expecting it to work. And so when you go into it thinking this will take me as long as I need to and the work is never done, you get better at it, but the work is never done. We're always on this journey of up leveling, expanding, processing, redirecting. I mean, it's this whole process that we work through in life. I will say the hardest part is when you first start because this is these are all novel concepts, or maybe not totally new, but newer to practice. And your brain is so good. I mean, you you know this, Renee. Like your our brain is so good at thinking the same thoughts. And it becomes a habit, the, the yeah. same thoughts, the same feelings. It becomes this very habitual process. And so we begin to train our brain to think and process in new ways. Our brain immediately goes, like, what is this yeah. red flag? This is all new. Are we safe here? And so it's this process of being able to mentally be more flexible and kind of pivot into what could be. I poured my heart, my soul, and even tears into writing a book that is a love letter to every woman I know. She Who Wins the Book is for every woman who is told to smile, to quiet down, and to shrink themselves into their smallest version. It's for every woman who's trying to figure out what's next. It's for every woman who thinks this is as good as it gets. She Who Wins is for the good girl within who is ready to become the fierce female fighting to get out. She Who Wins is now available for pre-order. Visit shewhowinsbook.com for exclusive free bonuses when you order now. So, all right. So give me some like concrete, like anyone who's listening, what's one thing somebody can do today to start if they're listening and they'll be like, huh, she just described me and I'm all of those things. Like what's some, what is something, what's one action that someone can take? I'm going to pull up. I actually have more. I'm going to, let me take this through of you guys. I was just in Chicago last weekend and I literally walked through the, um, the crowd, this process, I think will be really helpful for us. Okay, cool. So here it is. Okay. So let me pull this down today. And hey guys, like people pay good money to hear (laughs) Dr. Jennifer Blossom speak on this and we're getting it right now. Recognize the value. (laughs) This is great. Okay. So I want to walk you guys through this process. So there's a, okay. There's a, there's a, awesome quote by this. um, I think she's a neuroscientist and her name is Caroline Leaf. And so she talks about this concept of if you can wire it in, you can wire it out. And so that concept of neuroplasticity in our mind, knowing that 
we are never stuck. Our brain is always growing. And if you can, if you have wired thoughts in together, like those neural roots are so deep. And also the brain has this amazing possibility to rewire new thoughts. And so if you can wire all these yucky thoughts in, your brain can also wire them out and create new thoughts. So just know that you are never stuck in your thinking. It's going to take work and effort and intentionality and being able to rewire them. And it's hard and it's not a problem. It's worth it. So um, concrete examples. I'm going to take us through some questions for your, your listeners to, to write down and to answer first. And then we're going to walk through a framework. So the first thing, like I said to Renee earlier, is we want to do a brain dump. So really getting out, okay, where am I right now? How am I feeling? What is going on in there? And just be totally true and raw. Don't filter anything. Just get it out. If you're, if this is out on paper and you're like this, is nasty. I don't like this. You can always burn it later. Like no one has to see this. This is just your work. And then the the second part of this is allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to feel like, okay, if I didn't have to carry this big emotional drama, like mental drama, mental baggage, where could I be? And so these questions all stem under what would the best you feel like? What would the best version of you feel like? So I'm going to use she, but use whatever, like whatever. So I just have she next with the women's conference. So how would she think? So if this is the best version of you, how would she think? How would she talk to herself? How would she carry herself? What would her passions be? How would she be living fully? How are her relationships? And what would this be like for you? And so take those questions and take time to digest them, to answer them, to really look at your answers and to feel them. Because when we can create that vision, now we kind of know, okay, this is the direction where our compass is going. And we can see that glimmer of hope. And what I want to really provide our audience with too, is that this is all available for you. We get so stuck into thinking that we're right here, right now, and I don't even know how to get there but I'm going to walk us through one more framework of how to get there. But when we can, when we can ask our brain better questions, we're going to get better answers, better results. And so begin to think about and digest what this best version of you might be. And then we're going to tap into, I've got one more thing for you. I'm going to unpack this one too. This is the, this is the bold, okay, this is the bold framework. And so this, this is how we're going to intentionally reprogram your thoughts. So this is the idea of our thinking is everything. Like Renee, before I unpack this one, how would you say thinking has impacted your life? Like your ability to really step into self-talk and redirect your thoughts. I know you're huge on this. So what would you say? I mean, this is your interview, but here I am interviewing you. That's okay. <laughs> podcaster in me. What would you say is the most powerful thing that you have learned in your own ability to control your thoughts. Yeah. Um, great. Because I used to suck at this. Like I used to suck really bad at this. And, um, when I, and like, I practice this every single day, I, I, you know what I do for me? It's like some, I like to meditate. I don't do it all the time, but for me, it's like, as soon as I get in my car, I put something on and I have like a running list of the things I like to listen to that are inspirational or, 
um, of bringing my mind to that place. And I listen to that and that resets me every time. So that for me is my daily practice. If I get in my car before I put music on or anything else, I'm, I'm picking something from that that I know is going to just remind me to center my thoughts, not get caught up in the person who just cut me off or the person who's going too slow and just like um, really be mindful for the rest of the day. Is that music? podcast, audiobook, meditation, what is it? Um so it's on YouTube. Like I just go to YouTube. Oh. I listen I listen to a lot of Esther Hicks. So she has something called the Morning Rampage, which is like 50 14 minutes or something like that. And she goes on this like just starting off her day and she's like today is a good day and she has this voice and it's set to music. So I'll listen to that. Um if I have a longer drive, that usually gets me pretty close to work. If I have a longer drive, I'll put on something else. I just drove to Massachusetts last weekend. I put on um, a whole lecture by Wayne uh, D- uh, Dyer. Yeah, I was going to say Dwyer. Dyer. Um, and listen to that. And I really hadn't listened to him before, but that was like the whole, you know, two hours of just like anytime I'm in the car, my folk, because I'm, I'm someone who's like probably undiagnosed ADHD and I'm like scattered, my brain's everywhere. But if I'm in the car, I can focus on the road. And then I can listen. And so that for me is that safe place and that where I'm constantly driving. I'm there in my car every day. And so I know at least I have one touch point every single day to bring me back and reset how I'm thinking as a reminder. Yes. And that's huge. Being able to infuse your day with those touch points, how you start the day is absolutely huge. So even if it's just five minutes, being able to recalibrate those thoughts is so incredibly important. And then how we charge throughout the day, because if we, if we just start our morning and then plow through the day without having these intentional moments to recharge, to replug back in, it's a game over. And we have to be intentional with that. And so I use that too. So using your car as a trigger, uh, when we get into it, we're either, yeah, we're growing either with an audiobook, a train and whatever, or I've also found too, Renee, that I used to be very, very much like that. And I would say 90% of the time when I'm driving, I am listening to something, but I have found that sometimes my brain is so tired that when I try to listen to something, it's already so full that it actually acts as almost like a trigger for me where it makes me even more overwhelmed. And so I think having the awareness of let's shoot for that, like let's shoot for the growth and expansion. And if you're in a state where you're like, yo, this is too much, being able to find some kind of music to either, if you need to get like pumped up or calm down or just step into that place where you can just be and visualize and dream, that's really helpful too. So having that autonomy and that awareness of figuring out where you are on that pendulum is so important. Yeah. Yeah. But, but driving's amazing for that and being able to use that for yourself and, and, and filtering in other ways throughout the day mm-hmm. too, where you can get plugged in with your workouts or whatever it is for you is so yeah. interesting. So, okay. So one more round of tangible tools. So once we have that self-awareness and, and we know where we're at, we can kind of see what, kind of see where we want to go. Um, there is a, uh, like a little, I guess, acronym that I like to take clients through, um, how to intentionally reprogram our thoughts. Cause this is all what it's all about, right? We can get our thoughts out. And then the whole idea is that we can either process through them or reconstruct them. And so if you can think of a thought, it's literally a sentence in our brain that we have chosen to believe over and over and over and over and over. And if that thought isn't serving us, we can quite literally reconstruct it, process it, 
or I should say deconstruct it, process it, and then reconstruct it in a way that's very purposeful for our life. This sounds like such a pain in the butt. And also it's, it is, but it's also the greatest gift that you can give yourself because our thoughts are what block us. It was what hold yeah. us back and keep us stuck and keep us not feeling the ways we want to be feeling and therefore creating the impact. And so as deep as this sounds, it is, and it's the secret sauce. And so this acronym is bold. B-O-L-D. It's a daily practice time frame. The gym. People are like, how long does it take? I'm like, I don't know, five minutes, 20 minutes, however long you want it to take. And so the B, we, t- we talked about this earlier, but it's, it's for brain dump. So this is the awareness. It's knowing what you're thinking is and it's, it's seeing what's going on. And so if you can imagine again, that light room analogy, you walk into a room, turn on the light and you can see all of these thoughts that are going on. Um, we, we just have that awareness of what our brain is filled with. And so you just grab a notebook from wherever target or the store, whatever, Amazon, I don't care, wherever, get a notebook and just start writing down all of the thoughts that are swirling around in your head. They could Mm be more negative. They could be more overwhelming. They could be just awesome things. It doesn't matter. And they're going to change on a regular basis. Some may, some mornings you might have just one or two things to write down. Some mornings you might have a page and a half. It just, it doesn't, it just kind of depends on where you're at and what season. The idea is that you get that brain up out of there. Uh, the O is for the observe. So you're going to observe the feeling. So with every single thought that we have, there's going to be a feeling attached to it. And so it's really important that we're able to look at the thoughts and the current feelings that are with those thoughts that you are choosing to think. And that's what's so mind blowing to so many people is that although we can't always control which thoughts come into our mind, we always going to control the narrative that we say about that thought. And then there's always a feeling attached to that thought. And so when we can observe it with curiosity and not judgment, we're going to have that greater level of consciousness and greater level of understanding the energy that's behind that thought. Um, that's going to impact the quality of our life. So we see the thoughts We kind of observe the feelings that are tied into that thought. And then the L um, is for lean in and lead. And this is when we're able to feel the thoughts, process them and move through them. This sounds so easy. It is the hardest work you will do in your life. So when we're able to process our feelings, we're, 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 we're feeling where it's at in our body. We're able to have greater self-awareness of what this brings up for us, um, how it's making us feel. It's, I mean, this is a podcast interview. Like this, is, this takes weeks for yeah. to work through. It could lead to greater self-awareness for people to go get external help from a therapist or a coach or a mastermind or a conference or a book or whatever. It's just great self-awareness of being able to lean in and really lead through that emotion. Um, And one thing too, I'll say, Renee, is there's a huge difference between indulging in an emotion versus needing to process this. And I was asked by a client or a a attendee from our conference last week of um, she was feeling just super overwhelmed from her situation over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And And she'd already done the work of processing the emotion. And we worked through all of that. Mm -hmm. And it was this, there's this huge difference between choosing to indulge in in an emotion because it's so comfortable and so familiar versus needing to process through it. And so understanding like when you've processed through it or when you've gotten help to to move through it. And now it's just something that you're grabbing onto because you're so used to feeling that way versus learning how to surrender it and let, let go of that. So that's, that's a huge concept. And then the last thing is, um, deciding, so deciding what you want to believe 
and easing your way into that by creating a daily pro- a daily power sentence and really retraining your brain to just step into that. And so that's huge to be able to really take action to create that in our lives. I, I love that. I have a power sentence right now that I'm working with and um, it's because I said so. Everything's going to happen. I love that. I'm like everything that's going to happen that I want because I said so. And that's it. And it's that's so strong. Yeah, I know. So I did it. Um, I was at a Reiki session the other day. It, that was what she came up with. She's like, this, 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 this is your statement. She's like, this is the statement that I want you to work with. So that's what I've been leaning into. So let me ask though, as, as this is such great information. Now you're approaching all of this from a very, like a science perspective, right? Is Mm -hmm. this, is this also like, can you parallel this to the belief system of law of attraction and manifestation? Yeah, for sure. And that's the beauty of it is because what, like what we set our, our eyes on our intention on, like that expands in our life, right? Like very scientifically, there is this term called the RAS. Have you heard of it? The reticular oh, yeah. yeah. And that in itself is like science. Yeah. And also I'm like, this is a law of attraction. Like it's the yeah. same, it's, legit, it's not the same thing, but it is the same thing. Like it's not from this. Yeah. And so it is, it's like, because it's affecting how we're choosing to show up in the world, what we see, how we believe, how, 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 and what we put out there and what we attract. I mean, it's, it's, it all coincides and works together. It's funny because I'll talk to, so my, my husband is, you met Jay. He is a, like, um, he needs to see it to believe it. Right. But he lives in my world. So like, (laughs) good luck. (laughs) So, So every time like I'll talk to him and he'll like, look at me, I'll be like, okay, let's talk about it from a science side. Like, let's talk about the RAS. Like, let's talk, read about it. Go read that, go research that because that might resonate with you because you you can't, you can't see it from, you know, the perspective of how I see it, but it's just, it's like how it lands. And, and, and I think that that's the takeaway is no matter what, if you're someone who's spiritual and it, that resonates with you, cool. Or if you're someone who needs more of the science behind it, you listen to this interview and you're like, cool, that works too. So it's like, as long as if you believe in, as long as like it works for you, then you can go through that same, end up with the same result. Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the heart of it, it's the intention. It's like how we're choosing to show up, the energy we're choosing to bring, the thoughts we're choosing to work through, to let go, to generate more of. And it all blends together. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So how you work with clients one-on-one to bring them through this, you gave us a super high level um, overview of how all of this works, but obviously it takes so much time. So Mm -hmm. can you tell us how people can work with you and where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the podcast world, so our podcast is the Dr. Jennifer Blossom Show um, over on Instagram at Dr. Jennifer Blossom and then drjenniferblossom.com. Very cool. All right. Final question is what does winning mean to you? Oh my gosh. I love this question. Honestly, winning to me means showing up and living in your purpose fully every single day. When we're able to step into that, it not only lights our own soul, but we're able to create that um, generational impact that I feel like we're all, all created all created to live. Mm, I love that. All right. And I don't want to end this without talking about you host live events. And that's one of the reasons why you and I connected. Um, You have a couple coming up, something coming up that will be here sooner than later. It allows people to get on a plane and go to really a really cool place. So can you just tell us a little bit about that? If anyone is interested. 
Yes, we host live events. Um, and our next live event is a uh, high achieving event for women. It's in Costa Rica uh, this December. It's freaking amazing. Uh, the, this December 2023, uh, December 1st through 6th in Costa Rica. And then we have a live event in January um, in in Seattle. If you if any of your listeners are in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> awesome. Or not. Or not. It's, yeah, not. it's a plane ride. All right. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so excited we got to do this and I got to see your beautiful face again. Uh, likewise, Renee. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap. Please subscribe to the She Who Wins podcast so you'll be the first to know about every new episode that drops. Until next time, and remember, she who moves forward fiercely is she who wins.